Oats, peas, beans, and barley grow in my father's garden. No, do you or I or anyone know how oats, peas, beans, and barley grow? Memories from the 50s. Dishwater detergent was new. We thought it was wonderful stuff. It made so many bubbles. We would put it in the bathtub and just bubble up and sit in a bath of detergent bubbles, little considering that it was sucking all of the oil and moisture right out of our skin and turning it into parchment paper or something like that. Then there was a kind of candy. It was black on the outside and um, you could suck it just about forever and each time you sucked it for a length of time then out of the the outer shell would melt off and you'd get a different color and there was there was a rainbow through so you'd suck it for a while and you'd pull it out and you'd look at it see what color it was put it back in again until you got to the very end which was a disappointing white we used to get a sort of plastic stuff that came in a tube at christmas and there was a special holder and you could blow air, air into it and it would make like a semi-permanent plastic mm-hmm. bubble that you could play with and we discovered that you could chew this stuff and god knows chemically what was in it the slogan during the 50s was living better through chemistry well you know we lived better but we chewed that stuff instead of gum and it didn't taste so great but it had an interesting tactile interface In the downtown Eaton's department store in Chatham, there was a machine that looked a lot like a weighing machine, but it had a place where you could slip your feet inside, and then you pushed a button, and you got a living x-ray of your feet. You could wiggle your toes and see the bones move around. And we used to use it just about every time we went into Eaton's, which was often because my dad worked there selling pianos and washing machines and things like that. Lord knows I may pay the price for that someday. There wasn't much entertainment in Chatham, so wrestling was kind of big, and my sister used to go with a girl who was really keen on wrestling. She was a Catholic, And she got really excited at these matches and she'd jump up and down and pound the shoulders of the person in front of her and just go, well, right off, right off the meter. And then she figured it was too much and she'd confess to the the priest that she'd become overexcited at wrestling and he'd uh, give her a penance that uh, she had to skip wrestling next week so she only got to go every other week and this same girl she had a favorite snack which was boiled potatoes cold sliced with lard on bread she was a a fairly hefty girl i i understand speaking of things to eat another uh thing that well my dad ate it but i didn't was called winkles these were snails, basically, and you you cooked them up in brine, and then you picked them out with a um, a pin, and you ate them. Then there was Finn and Hattie.
this was a kind of North Sea fish called a haddock, and uh, it was viewed with some awe in our family because we had heard the folk tale that because it has what looks like a, a thumbprint or a fingerprint on its back, a dark spot, that this was the fish that had been divided up for the miracle of the loaves and the fishes, and that's why every other fish of this kind bore the Lord's fingerprint on it. Well, um, that's a little out of sync because it's a North Sea fish and doesn't originate in the Holy Land, but uh, we were impressed, and I, I still like the smoked fish called Finn and Hattie. It's, it's really good. Another favorite fish with my dad was smelt. I couldn't understand how he could possibly eat them, but you cut off the heads and the tails and you cooked them up and you ate them a mess of smelt, it was called. Another big deal, my dad was into protein, obviously, was the prize-winning cow. There was a special provincial fair that they had the prize-winning cow in, and then from the butcher's shop, he could purchase this thick, juicy steak off the flank of the prize-winning cow. And that was a once-a-year very big deal. Now, Chatham is in southern Ontario, which is kind of a farming breadbasket and vegetable basket, too. And uh, when they opened up public freezers, this is before you had home freezers, and you could go to the pea shilling place and you could get, you could get, I don't know, a, a bushel of peas and, and shell them and flash freeze them and have frozen peas for the winter and it was, it was important and likewise corn and there was a lot of preparation going down and freezing stuff up and, and, uh, going to the public locker and, 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 and putting it in and stuff like that. And then you'd bring some home and put it in the, the little freezer in your fridge and, and you'd use it up. And it was all, all very good because it was good fresh food. My mother made banana wine once. And that was a, another big deal. And it was, it was really good. A, a fine, mellow wine. She was the kind of person that would take the instructions and study on them and follow them to the letter and turn out a darn near perfect product. And she did that. And my dad, who had a slight fondness for the bottle, discovered this wonderful stuff and drank it. Well, there was a fuss because she didn't make it to be drunk all at once. And... It was supposed to be savored, and that was uh, the end of the banana winemaking enterprise. This is Sonia Brock podcasting from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I can be reached on the web at soniabrock.com. That's www.soniabrock.com.